That's what I'm talking about. Yoshimura has been making the sickest exhaust systems since before you were born. They are the ones that powered my boy's jet Lawrence. Hunter Lawrence and Chase Sexton to the top of the box in Supercross in MX in 2023. If you want your dirt bike to run to the top of this game, get yourself a Yoshi. Check them out at YoshimuraRD.com. Follow my boys on Instagram at Yoshimura underscore RD. All right, Logan, it's good to get you on the phone about a week before Anaheim One. You're down in Jacksonville, Florida, wrapping up a day in the life down there. So give me the rundown on what you just did on a Wednesday. Actually, I, uh, I flew home for Christmas, which is, which is nice. I actually have not flown home in a couple of years for Christmas, kind of just being down here and COVID and all that BS the last few years. And, uh, yeah, it was nice. I flew out, flew out to Ohio on Saturday. I was there for three or four days, whatever. And, uh, yeah, flew back yesterday and, Today, I'm just kind of chilling, get my bike ready, and going to go do some motoing tomorrow. Okay, sick. Sorry to jump the gun and assume something. Um, as we've talked about with everybody else, you know, we know that last part of November, first part of December up to last week is like the most intense time because you're trying to cram all the work in. How was it to go home and then take your mind completely off it? Because I doubt you rode one time in Ohio, huh? Yeah, that was the longest I haven't rode since I've been down here. I think I, I didn't ride for like five days straight. Um, probably good though. I mean, sometimes you need a little reset, but yeah, I saw all my buddies. I mean, we went out, we had some fun, drank some beers and uh, yeah, just like a small like, little reset before the season. I, I think it'll be good for me. Do those uh, Christmas time come home to, uh, you know, like you said, you're in Northern Ohio. So I'm sure your friends are just like my friends. Those are the best come uh, home and hit the bar scenes. Oh God. Yeah. The oh, bars yeah. were popping off. On Saturday <laughs> it was awesome. Me and my buddy started throwing it back a little bit on the plane ride. Um, and yeah, it turned into a log night. So we were bedridden a little bit on Sunday, but we were back in life on Monday. You know, wild how it's the same beer from the same breweries going to the, um, same taps and all that, but a Bud Light or like, you know, whatever you're drinking, if you're drinking a stag, like I drink back here, it's a dollar or $2. Like there's dollar bottles around the corner from my house. And then in California, it was like $5 a bottle wherever we went to. Yep. Yeah, exactly. We just, we always just go to little dive bars back home. And that's kind of my scene. I'm not really into the whole city club scene, frat boy scene. Like that's not really, it's not really my cup of tea. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Okay. So then picking Jacksonville, Florida, I like that you picked that because um, <laughs> kind of slept on. And I think that that's like the most Florida place of all places in Florida. Like ever since I started going down there, I'm like, yo, this is Florida proper. Uh, it's got good food and everything down there. You ride at WW, weather's good, good airport to get in and out of. What made you want to go down yeah. there? So one of my best friends live down here, uh, Max Darling. I've been coming down here and staying with him and his family for shit almost probably 10 years now and they're basically like my second family down here um and i was speaking with uh brad he uh he basically runs ww he owns up club 57 training facility so he's leasing the ww ranch place um and he ended up having um uh, 402 trails come out and build two brand new to spec badass supercross tracks um so i've been doing a bunch of my training out there and actually uh waldo 
course, you probably know that from back in the day. Waldo's still there. They actually built a nice supercross track there. And a couple tracks over in Cairo, Georgia, too, we, we ride a little bit. So, I mean, within, I mean, where I'm staying, within 50 minutes, we, we have actually a three supercross tracks stride that are all that are all really good. And we have a good group of guys down here, too. So it's it's been working out really good. Yeah, who all do you get to ride with down there? I know Tristan Lane's guy, uh, Donald is from down there, but I don't know where yep. Tristan's riding at. But every time I see you guys post when you're riding at WW, it looks like a good handful of guys that are breaking in that dark dirt. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, lately I've been riding with uh, with Tristan, Jeremy Hand, Kessler, uh, my buddy Max. He's also a really good rider. Uh, Carter Beast, Trevor Callup, a bunch of guys down here. It's it's been really good. Like we all push each other, and I feel like we're all riding good. And yeah, none of us want to be the slow guy on the day, so it kind of pushes all of us. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good group of like hardworking, grinded out guys that you're going to be battling with to try to make main events this year too. So it's good to see everybody going for it at the same time instead of working on their own. Cause you know, you can't just do it completely yeah. isolated. Yeah. I mean, there's some, there's some guys that ride out there that kind of just do their own thing. But I mean, if I'm there and I see somebody else riding out there, say like a Kessler or Jeremy, like me and Jeremy did our whole day together uh, last week. And I mean, all it does is help us, right? Like, I mean, me and Jeremy are, are, are pretty close in speed. I'd, I'd say he's probably got me by a little bit, but it makes me push really hard and it makes him push too. So, um, I think that can do nothing but help you, you know? All right, cool. How do you like Jacksonville? It's pretty cool, actually. I have some buddies that actually live up in, uh, well, where I live, it's it's about 40 minutes south of Jacksonville. It's a little town called Green Cove Springs. Okay. Um, but I have a buddy that actually lives up in Jack's Beach, and uh, that's, that's, that's pretty freaking cool up there. There's a bunch of cool like, little bars, and it's, it's a blast. All right. So, uh, before we jump into next year, got to look back on this past year. How was it for you? Because, you know, you put the Mercedes Sprinter together, the little guy, which I like, I think that that's a cool deal. Instead of having the big bus, you got just the one that has everything you guys need in it. Um, I could totally see you driving this thing. Dude, those things are sick. I want one so bad. I I'm looking at my, uh, my fuel mileage right now in the last 646 miles, I've been getting 25.1 miles to a gallon. Well, I like that you, don't you have the Euro style front license plate too? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. See, I, when it I saw you sick. had that, I was like, yo, that thing is sick and the matte gray and all of it. Yeah. So it goes, it goes good with your whole program. So getting all of that going last year, you know, your first, uh, first <laughs> season with only fans and really branching out and doing it on your own that way. Um, you know, ups and downs, learning lessons along the way. How did 2023 go for you? Yeah, it went, it went pretty good. I mean, I, I would say I started the season, uh, not as good as I wanted to, like I came out and didn't do very well at a one. And, you know, all of us riders are, all, all of us riders are mental cases, right? So if you come out and you feel like you've been putting in some work and you get, you get smoked, that's, it's not good for the head and kind of just the, first like three or four rounds that's kind of just how that how it went i was just straight up battling for like 14th to 17th in the lcqs like it was pretty demoralizing but um i started putting in some hard work flying in and out back to florida keeping me kind of out of trouble um it's it, it started working um actually Michael Essie helped me with my starts and that was one of the biggest things. As soon as he helped me with that, I started um, getting good starts and I knew I could run up there cause I would qualify good, but then I would just seem to struggle a bit in the races, whether it be just not riding good or bad starts or whatever the reason be. But towards the end of the season, I started riding really good. Um, I put it in three main events in a row after not even being close at the first few ones. And then 
uh, went in a little lull, missed a couple of them, but then uh, backed it up with three at the end of the season as well. So I would say overall, I'm somewhat happy. I wish I would have started the season a bit stronger, but at the end of the day, I mean, making six, four, three main events, I would, I would say I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, dude, that's nothing to shake a stick at, you know, because I mean, I think of so many independent guys that just want to make one main event and then to know once you get a few under your belt, then what the expectation is. So yeah. Yeah. Yep, you get that first exactly. taste, you got to keep going. Exactly. That's what makes it tough, too. Like, you get you get a really good race. Like, I had a good race in Nashville this year, getting a 15th. And so you come into the next race, and you like, you're like, damn, you're like, I got to do at least that good or try to one-up that, which is which is tough. But it's uh, as part of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. So then kind of doing everything on your own the way that you did last year, how was that? How was it learning to get everything all across the country and finding out the Um, little relationships and the friendships and the pit area to make it even easier. It was awesome, dude. Like I wouldn't, I would not want to change anything right now. I mean, like I I have been approached by some teams and stuff in the past two years. um, And I denied them because I, I just have so much fun. Just me and my buddy, just, you know, living our best lives and traveling around, not having to do what anybody else says and building a great program for myself with the, with the backing of only fans and O'Neill and just a ton of great people in my corner. And it's cool. Just being able to do whatever you want. Like, it's it's definitely for me. I don't think I would ever go about it a different way. Like, I mean, you see like Kevin Moran's and guys like that. Like, I mean, we're all able to make like a pretty fairly decent living if you market yourself right. I mean, if you ride for these small satellite teams, they're gonna ultimately at, at best give you bikes and maybe pay your travel. But I mean, that's about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, dude, I re- I respect it because you know, really, what I want to know is how do you make that decision one day to be like, all right, look, I. I could take somewhat of a safety net and have someone else take a little bit of the burden off of me. And I just got to show up and the bikes there and this is there. And I put on the team shirt and I wear the gear that they put together. But then to be like, yo, I want my freedom. I want to go do what I want to do. And even if it takes more responsibility on me, like that's what I got to do to do it. When did you make that decision that that's what you wanted? Yeah. So back in 2022, when kind of got shafted by a guy that I was riding for, promised me the world and, uh, never saw a penny of it kind of screwed me over, but I kind of just fell into it. Like after that, then that Hannah Rager reached out to me and, uh, kind of the best thing that's ever happened for me, you know, it's, I kind of just fell into it as a blessing in disguise that that happened. And then after that, me and, uh, me and my buddy, Tony, we just kind of started doing it that way, just selling spots weekly. And it was, I mean, every girl that sponsored me or company that sponsored me saw an upside to it, which was cool. And I was making a bit more money and, and then the next year I just reached out to OnlyFans and it kind of just went from there. It's been, it's been a hell of a ride, dude. I'm, I'm pretty lucky though. Okay. So it was you that reached out to them first. Yes. All right. So then you had gotten familiar with the platform and everything like that. So I like how you probably already knew everything and knew a lot of people that had good things to say about it. What was the reaction when someone from action sports reached out to them at a time where they were about to make a pretty big push into all sports marketing? Yeah, it was crazy. Like I was, I I remember exactly. I was, I was laying in my bed. It was like 10 o'clock at night and I went on Instagram. I found a, just a, just a random email, like info at onlyfans.com and, um, kind of just sent them like a small little proposal, just explaining kind of what I, what I was about and what I did that year. And, and I actually received a follow from the CEO and their main marketing guy, Dylan, uh, the next day 
and he actually messaged me on Instagram and sent me a, a personal email. And I saw that, dude, I was like, shit, my pants. I was like, holy shit, like that, this might actually turn into something. And then we set up a Zoom meeting about two weeks after that and had a contract signed pretty, pretty damn immediately after that. But yeah, obviously they did a bit of research on me. And I mean, if you type in my name on Google, mostly everything that comes up is only fans from the previous year when, when they looked, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I feel like I was the guy for the job and they were super pumped on, on everything. And yeah, should be another good year too. You get this email, you start the zoom, you see what the people that run the company are like. And for everybody that, you know, already has a preconceived notion, what's this like executive structure of OnlyFans look like? What, what is it? Yeah, they were, they were all super cool. So basically, I mean, still to this day, I mean, everybody just is so many people like still think I'm just getting money like from the girls, which is couldn't be farther from the truth. I'm like, I'm legitimately sponsored. My contract is through OnlyFans Direct and they're great. And they're just trying to change their image. I mean, obviously everybody knows they, the company makes quite a bit of money from the girls that found the little loophole, but um, they're really trying to change their, their image. And um, so many people just have that preconceived whatever of OnlyFans, like thinking what it is. And they're really trying to just make it like a, like behind the scenes of fans of athletes and entrepreneurs and you know whoever but like just a behind the scenes look at their their life like i post stuff on there that i don't post on instagram or facebook or all that jazz and or even like i post stuff prior to posting on my instagram on my only fans so people can kind of see things prior to me posting on only fans and it's just cool it's a really really cool platform and yeah i'm just i'm stoked to have them in my corner okay so in the last couple months um you know, as we have to, as a media company, find out like what the new trends are and where people are getting content. And I've been watching just what people are interested in in YouTube. Did you know that there was this whole market of people interested in watching just what people do in their life through OnlyFans like that? Like, was that even something you were aware of or has it been something surprising the further you've gotten into it? Yeah, it, it wasn't. Um, I've never really done a ton of research, but when I started speaking with OnlyFans, I started doing a lot, a lot of research about the company and uh, seeing why it originally started and and just having a behind the scenes look is like all these people's lives. is It's just pretty damn cool. Like, I mean, you can even see like Snapchat's doing it now. Instagram's doing it now just for these like small paid subscriptions of, yeah, behind the scenes of somebody's life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what was it like, you know, to see, you know, you said a sports marketing campaign was going on and racing is a big part of it. All of action sports is there's some downhill mountain biking. I know there's some skateboarding and stuff like that. What was their plan and why do they want to reach a demo that you're a part of? So I, like when I originally went on their Instagram, I have not ever been on their Instagram and, you know, obviously kind of expecting to see mostly girls and stuff like that. And I immediately just saw action sports athletes and, you know, I think they sponsor some people in the F1 and MotoGP and, um, uh, a bunch of action sports. It was just really, really cool and eye opening. It was just rad. Yeah. I mean, there's no shortage of content out there right now and, and people want to see everything. And if you put it out there, they want to do it. So kind of like you said, what stuff is on your channel? You know, some of it does hit your Instagram or something later, but people really want to see what Logan's doing on OnlyFans, what's on there. Yeah. Like right now, like you can see, um, some of my helmet designs that I haven't posted it on, um, Instagram and like my pit setup. Um, and with the OnlyFans, uh, release that I did, 
last week, I had some stuff posted on there prior to my actual announcement on fa- our Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, and I mean, even like, I mean, shit, dude, if I go out and have a beer with some buddies, like, I mean, I post that, like I post everything. I try to be as real as possible. Like I feel like so many people in this industry are like, they try to hide so many things that they do. Like, I mean, we all do the same shit. We all fuck off every once in a while, you know? So I don't, I don't shy away from it. I post exactly what I'm doing. And I think people have a lot of respect for that. No, I do. Like, dude, we partied after the St. Louis Supercross. Like, <laughs> me and my oh, brother yeah. held your feet up. Hell. Oh, but, shit. Yeah, I did a keg stand. I know that was rad. <laughs> yeah, but like, I like that because, you know, I know that everybody's doing it. I want to do it too. So I get it. Um, yeah. A couple of minutes ago, you said something about how, you know, you and Kevin Morans and other guys that have found a way to make make your own way in this. Uh, it's cool to see the way that fans are connecting with you guys. And I'm sure for you, this has maybe been a little bit of a surprise because at one point you're just this guy from Ohio that's putting it yeah. together and trying to be there. And now you're one of the guys, like you're, you're somebody that I know people seek out in the pits. I know that you have a good social following. People want to go about it. And how is it to see how fans connect to you? And then the ways that you can make your entire image overall better in ways you never thought of before. Yeah, dude, it's so surreal still like, like not to sound like cocky or anything, but like, I feel like I'm one of the more, popular privateers now and like people like really do want to come see me and like seeing how excited some people are to meet me like it's it's absolutely crazy i'm just like a freaking little goofball from ohio and um yeah i feel like i've done a good job promoting my image and just being real to everybody like if you come by my pit setup i'll give you all the time in the world if you're a good person like um i just try to be nice to everybody give everybody the time of day and i feel like people have people like that man Mm -hmm. oh dude trust me because there's always been guys that you know, privateers along the way of every era that have really struck a a chord with the fan base. And it's your time to do that. And then, you know, the merch line that you made last year and then just having fun with your number changes and all of the stuff that you wanted. I mean, that, that makes the whole package. It's not just one thing anymore. You have to be the complete deal from meeting people to meeting sponsors, to fulfilling orders, to making sure they know the merch is for sale to where you're going to be, who your sponsors are. I like what you're doing right now, Logan. Yeah, it's fun. Like, um, I feel like people think it's pretty cool too, that like me and my buddy literally do everything. I feel like a lot of people do, um, mostly like drop shipping and stuff like that with all their merch. But like, I, I mean, at Seattle Supercross this year, I had like six boxes of merch, uh, shipped there and I delayed my flight till, uh, till the next day on Monday and sat in the hotel all day and me and my buddy printed orders and like post stuff about that and, you know, have a couple beers and hang out with your boy and print some orders. It's, it's fun. And I like to post stuff like that and let people really know what I'm doing. Okay. We always hear a lot of questions on how important merch is, um, especially for you independent guys. How is it? I mean, you, you don't have a middleman doing it for you. You just said it. So how much of a added revenue is that every year? It's it's been crazy, man. It's been a lot more than I thought. I've most of my merch drops tend to sell out pretty quick, which is which is awesome, man. It's it has been nice. Like, I mean, it's pretty expensive to, you know, buy two hundred something shirts or three hundred shirts or however much I do, but um seeing a return in that is is pretty rad. Yeah. All right, dude. Oh, as we- oh by the way, I do have new merch coming out, hopefully the end of next week too. So if you're listening to this, jump on my website. We'll have some cool shit. You know what? Like I see it all the time. My little brother uh, does drifting. And so through his whole deal, he'll do like merch drops and stuff like that. And in his little circle of friends, do they all sell out? And I know Kyle's printing a lot of hoodies and a lot of t-shirts and he goes through a couple hundred of them, you know, and 
for yeah. some kid that's just doing it out of his garage it's yeah. pretty wild you know and you're another dude that's a full-blown racer and i can only imagine what you're doing but to see people that get so into it like i've told kevin moran's this story before dude i saw some little kid in a kevin moran's screen printed t-shirt that i know kevin did years and years and years ago that was probably like the first ever attempt for it but the fact yeah. that people get so connected and want to be a part of you guys and wear whatever i think it's cool it's cool to see that more and more riders have embraced it some going their own ways you know the moto t's truck will always be there but when you guys take your own risk in it and you want to put your own spin and find a designer and and do it it makes it so much cooler like if you knew how many world of outlaws and sprint car t-shirts I have stacked up at my house, I've dude, thousands of dollars have been spent on that stuff. So I know that it helps for you guys a lot. Cause there's other race fans that are just as into it as I am. Yeah. It, it's so much fun. Like I have an amazing designer. He's a buddy of mine now. And, um, I kind of just throw some ideas at him and he's actually a, like a very successful tattoo artist uh, in Kentucky. And he sends me some of the baddest ass designs, man. And, like I get to approve that all and mess with colors and it's just so much fun. Like I try to just, um, I design stuff that like I want to wear, you know, instead of just slapping your name and number on a Jersey, like I try to do like, like, like something cool, a little bit different, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, season's coming up. We're just a couple weeks from it. What are some races that you're really looking forward to? What are some, you know, do you have two home races now, Indianapolis and Philadelphia or is Philly the whole other side of the state? Yeah, it's pretty much on the other side of the state, but I'm looking forward to that one. I've, we've obviously never raced in PA since since I've been racing, so that'll be really cool. Um, in, I would say Indy's, Indy's closer than that race for me, so I consider Indy one of my home races. Detroit's obviously Detroit, only yeah. two hours from my house. Um, oh, I forgot that, yeah. Not the coolest race of the year, but uh, I know a bunch of people there, and I, I tend, to, tend to like that track. Kind of dirt that I'm, I'm used to riding on, hard pack shit, but... Um, I'm really actually excited to go to, um, Alabama. I think that'll, I think that'll be a cool one. Yeah, I do too, because, um, it's two hours, you know, straight West of where Atlanta was. It's going to be a lot of the same stuff in it. The little yeah. downtown Birmingham area, the enclosed pits, all of that stuff there. I think that's going to be a cool one. I forgot about the I Detroit so. thing being so close for you. My bad. That's a good one too. I respect the fans up there because they just stay in it and breathe the fumes all day <laughs> and drink beer all day. It's sick. Exactly. The little, uh, the pit setup in there is super ghetto, but it's actually pretty convenient because you just walk right into the stadium, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Trust me. Cause I froze all year last year. Oh my God. It was so cold. So cold last year. All right, dude. Well, Hey, I, uh, I appreciate the time so far, Logan. So like you said, you got merch coming out next week. You have the new sponsor renewal with OnlyFans. So, I mean, everything's going good. Anything else going on before we really get into the craziness of next week that you want people to know? Man, not really dude, but, um, <clears throat> I do want people to know that I've actually been working my butt off this off season. I, um, obviously tend to F off a little bit during the preseason and stuff like that, but I've straight up, I've, this is the hardest I've ever worked. I've, I've put in so many, so many laps this see this off season and I'm ready to, I'm ready to kick some butt this year. I, I think it's going to be a really good year for me and just need to come out confident and, um, yeah, kick some butt. Hopefully. Does that notion that everybody just thinks you're kind of like fucking off, does that <laughs> wear on you or are you just like, yeah, you got to accept it because of what it is now? <laughs> Yeah, I, it doesn't really bother me. Um, I, I mean, like, I'm not that guy that's going to post if he's on a run or I'm at the gym or I'm on a road bike ride. Because realistically, the people that follow me and my fan base, they don't give a fuck about that. So, yeah. um, so I kind of just keep that to myself, keep that with the with my Polar app and all that shit and don't post anything on Strava. But uh, yeah, 
Okay. When you do that stuff, like obviously you have to do it for the job and all of that, but is it fun? Like, do you find some enjoyment in doing it sometimes? In training or racing? In training. Uh, no, I hate training. Never, never. Okay. I didn't I know if you like, running. okay. I hate road biking. I do it. I hate it. Uh, but yeah, I don't mind running. I feel like I'm a pretty good runner. Um, <clears throat> and my body always comes with me, so it's not too, too bad. Okay. Is uh wakeboarding behind the boat? Is that good workout? <laughs> I was actually thinking that. I mean, it takes a lot of strength to get up every time and it's really hard on your legs. So, um, we threw a lot back this summertime, but I guess in a way you technically could say I was still training, balancing or oh, core strength, all doing. that. Yeah. Yeah. Hydration. yeah sure. You did it all. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, it was an awesome summer, man. But, but, uh, yeah, looking forward to next summer already, but yeah, we'll kick butt this season though first. Well, dude, like I tell you, Logan, like I, I like what you're doing. You know, you're a dude in your late twenties, you know, you know, you got <laughs> the window to do it and you're making the most of it and you found a way to do it and you found people that are going to support you for it can't knock it dude so good job yeah i appreciate it dude if, another thing that people don't realize like how much it takes to to build your own program like i mean if you want you know the best whatever gear company i mean you reach out to 10 different gear companies and see what the best gear company is and like right that's i mean that's just for gear then do helmets then i mean even down to chains and brake pads and it's just so 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 much time on the phone and computer and emails and zoom calls and um that's just the stuff people don't see. Yeah. And dude, and think about how much it's changed in the, your, how old are you really? Like 28? I just turned 29. 29. Okay. Yeah, up. And so how long have you been racing? Like your entire life, 15, 17 years, whatever. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. More than that. So I've been riding since I was like four. Okay. Yeah. Like racing, racing and really putting like an effort into it. Think about how much your sponsorship programs have changed from like having a sponsor house when you were 14 to now yep. and what's expected and, and all of that stuff and all the stuff you learned back then that you're still applying now, but how much it's, it's changed since then and all of the ups and downs of the economy, like way, yeah. way different time in 15 years. Absolutely. Yeah. Things have changed a lot. That's for damn sure. Cool. But Hey, good on you to find a way to make yourself relevant all the time. I, I appreciate it, dude. And I appreciate you uh, letting me do this podcast and getting the word out there a little bit. Well, cool. Hey, thanks Logan. Uh, enjoy the last week before everything gets crazy. And then that flight to Anaheim. Yes, sir. We'll see you out there, man. All right. Thanks dude. All right. Thanks. Bye.